Yo, 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 this is Oz, host and founder of Salinas Underground Podcast. And this is Claudia Melendez Salinas, co-founder of Voices of Monterey Bay. If you've been paying attention, you probably noticed that we've teamed up with Voices of Monterey Bay to bring you some political coverage. So far, we've interviewed supervisor candidates Steve McShane and Wendy Root Askew, and Salinas City Council candidates Carla Viviana Gonzalez and Anthony Rocha. We have much more on top. This week, we've interviewed mayoral candidates Chris Barrera and Kimberly Craig and District 6 candidate Vanessa Robinson. This experiment of us will continue for the next few weeks or until the election arrives. We don't know whatever comes first. Let us know what you think. Send us an email or find us on Twitter or Facebook. And now, without further ado. So we're sitting here with Orlando Orsornio, who's running for Salina City Council District 4. Um, a race with, well, a current incumbent, but nobody running, right? So it's going to be all fresh. We're definitely going to get a new city council member in the 4th District. Um, so anyway, Orlando, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Welcome, Orlando. Thank you. Thank just you me. sounded like Claudia was just in the corner. Just <laughs> I know. She was like, welcome. I'm still getting, I am here, I'm too. Still getting, yeah, I'm still, I'm still getting used to the format and the, you know, She's like, I'm usually in charge. <laughs> no, no it's, not, no, it's not that. It's just like, I, I just don't, I still don't know how. The know, beginnings are always, it's always strange, yeah. right? That yeah. middle part is cool. The beginning and the closing. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's, it's always right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, right in the middle is always the best part because you've already kind of got the, 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 the nerves out or the first right. couple questions. And then yeah. towards the end, you're like, wait, yeah. what's going on now? Right. So. So, so any, who yeah. are you and why yeah. did you decide to run? Okay. <laughs> let's so, get to it. Let's get to it, right? She's yeah. like, let's get to it. Okay. So my name is Orlando Osornio and uh, and I'm running for city council in the 4th district. Uh, but more than anything, I always introduce myself as um, a Latino that comes from East Salinas. Um, I am born and raised from Salinas. Um, I am a husband. Uh, to Denise Osorno. Um, I have a newborn baby girl, which is four months old, and her name is Olivia. And uh, I'm a small business owner. I'm a small business owner. I, I run a small business. I own a small business. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so that's a little bit about who I am. And I think, well, I know, I should say, I know that one of the reasons that I decided to run for city council is because I want to make it more normal to see somebody at my age get involved in local politics. I think that it's really important because sometimes I kind of find projects or I see things in the city that once we want to get involved, it's like when we already see the 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 the, the structure being built, right? We 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 send we tend to kind of get involved already when it's like right in front of our face and we're like how did this happen when did this happen who voted on this i never knew this was going to happen and so for me i thought that it was important for me to get involved early on so that i can grow with the city um, and make sure that i'm bringing a different perspective to what i have seen in the past for city council so um, I just I just really want to be a voice for um, for Salinas, for East Salinas, North Salinas, and West Salinas. And I say that because District Four stretches 
from East Salinas to the North and to the West. So it's really important, uh, the fourth district, I believe. And uh, I just wanted to get my, I just wanted to be hands-on and seeing what I can be a part of, what I can be a part of with my constituents that are in that area. So that's why, that's why I decided to run for city council. Like you just mentioned, and I'm just here staring at the map and it's pretty quite neat. Cause yeah, it really does. It's like in the middle of Salinas, but it has these branches that go out. And so you have North high there, you, you have car Lake, um, Chinatown, which is, which is pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot there as you've been walking around talking to the constituents, what do you believe are the most pressing issues facing your district? So, I mean, I, I, I really want to say confidently that I know what they are, right? I know you said what I think are the, are the most um, concerning or most pressing issues. But, um, I mean, I'm going out there and I'm knocking. I'm going door to door and I'm, and I'm the one having that conversation. And so we're talking about things. I mean, I know that a lot of us kind of uh, look back and see, man, there's so many issues at the city level, right? Uh, where do you start sometimes? But a lot of times when when you go into, you know, uh, St. Michael's, you know, way or, you know, you go to Madera Circle, you know, when you go to Rico, Rossi area, a lot of the constituents there have a lot of the same concerns, right? You you want to be in a neighborhood that you feel safe. I think you want to have your family, you know, there and feel that your family's safe. You 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 want you want it to look nice outside. So you don't want these big potholes. You want the trees nice and trimmed. You don't want the the sidewalks to be, you know, cracked and 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 elevated. But that's what you see a lot of the times when you go walking down these streets. And the constituents, I mean, that's what that's what they want. They just want a safe place for their kids to grow up. They want nice places where they could roam and 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 have a good time. And uh and yeah, I mean, the, 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 I, I wish it could be more complex, but that's really what I've been hearing. I've been hearing that, you know, that, that there's uh, oh, and other things too, like uh, no parking, right? Like you go to some of these, some of these neighborhoods and they're like, man, like I have to put the trash cans in front of the house so that people won't take my parking, you know, so that when I get home from work, I have a parking spot to come home to. But then what, 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 what's the, what's that come from? You know, uh, why is that happening? Right. And then you have to have that conversation with the constituents because you're at their house, right? So you have gone to their home to have that conversation. So now when you start talking about those really pressing issues, they're saying like, Hey, well, I pay my fair share of the taxes. You know, why can't I have the things that I want? Are these things too big? And sometimes you'll leave that house and you'll kind of be like, well, I mean, why can't we get these potholes filled? I mean, every single thing that I that I buy at the store has sales tax, you know? Uh, every, you know, I pay my property taxes. Why can't these things get fixed? So I think that what I would like to do is I would like to know firsthand why aren't these things getting fixed? And so, um you mentioned that a lot of the people, the, the concerns that people have are, you know, aesthetics, potholes, and, you know, nicely trimmed trees. What would be your ideas to fix some of these issues? And what makes you the best person to address those issues? So I would say that, that what makes me a really good person to fix any issues, right? Whether it's infrastructure, right? Or whether it's public safety, 
uh, which is budgeting, you know, things like that. What I think makes me the best candidate is that I feel that when it comes time to working with people, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting across from someone that doesn't have the same outlook on something that I do. That really is against what I believe. And that's fine. I mean, we, I, I've, I have gotten to the point in my life, in my 31 years of life, I have gotten to the point where I know that it's not, in, it's not as important to agree, but it's more important to find a solution to how we're going to get something solved, how we're going to work together to get a solution. And, and I've worked and I've worked in situations like that, you know, um, I've worked with people that, like I said, that they might say, no, well, you know what, we should do this like this. And then, you know, we look at the numbers and we're like, no, nah, that's, that's not going to work. Look, maybe we should do it like this. And so being able to have those conversations, being able to have the stamina to be inside of not a, not, I don't want to say a ring. Cause I don't want to make it seem like, you know, it's like the UFC fight. Right. But it kind of, <laughs> feel, it kind of feels like it though. Sometimes, yeah, you know, I mean, you're yeah, kind of like, still... this person's like breathing down your throat. Like, Hey, you know, I don't agree with you. And yeah, and, you know, this and this. And you're like, Okay, so I can see it your way, but can you see it my way? Well, yeah, I can see it your way. Okay, so I can see it your way. You can see the, 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 so now let's get to a solution. So the reason why I think that I'm the best candidate is because I have the patience and the work ethic to make sure that we're sitting down and getting real issues talked about first, so talking about them, and then coming up with a, a solution to how we can make it better. So that's why I think I'm the be the best candidate. One of the things you mentioned uh, when talking to the constituents is that there's the parking issue. And and I, I don't mean to speak for you or anything, but I feel as a citizen of Salinas myself, that, that may come from, again, our housing issue, which so many people are, are squeezing into to houses to try to afford the rent. Um, and one of the unique things that I'm looking at at your district, it's essentially – uh, what I would call like a landlocked district. There's a couple of districts, especially on the north and northeast sides of town, that have huge tracts of open land. So whoever's running for for that district or whoever is already a council member there can easily be like, oh, I'll I'll put a ten thousand units in my district. <laughs> um, with you, it your district is kind of built out. The only big piece of empty land is car lake which you you can't build on because it's uh -huh. a floodplain um so basically what i i'm trying to say is how can the residents in your district help with this housing issue help their citizens but without being displaced because that's i mean yeah yeah that, that that's a big thing as well yeah this displacing people is huge i mean that's that's something that that we we don't want at at whatever we at whatever cost. I mean, we don't want that to happen, right? Um, but I think just finding solutions, right? There's people that are experts in housing. There are people that are experts in these fields. So I think just having re regular conversations with them and saying, "Hey, you know what? This is District Four. Let's take a ride. Let's go and look at the areas. Let's go ahead and see what we can do to make more infill." Let's go and let's see where we can put something that won't disrupt the, the traffic. But really getting with these experts and making sure that we are having those good conversations. Because I'll be honest with you. I mean, 
if you were to get all of the city council members or just even at that residents, you know, and have conversations and ask them, hey, how are we going to fix the housing issues? We're all going to kind of be like, wait a second. Well, let's see. What can we do? But again, getting people together and having those conversations and seeing where there is room for improvement. I mean, we just got to do the work, right? We got to we got to sit down and we really got to find out because to be honest with you, I'm open for anything that has to do with housing. Hey, count on me because I know what it's like. I know what it's like when I bought my first home, right? And uh, I mean, so we bought our first home in uh, in Laurel Heights and um, we bought it for $335,000. The house was built 1950 or 1960. And uh, when we got in there, I mean, there was holes in the wall. There was this real ugly, ugly tile. My wife hated it. And I had a cousin. I thought you were right? going to say ugly carpet. Because that's, <laughs> carpet that's always, my, that's always my issue. Carpets are always like, ew, yucky. This is the yeah. east side. They had that like saltillo, like uh, 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 the tiles from imported from Mexico. And it was this real big. Okay, so right. So so my my cousin, right? My cousin is, uh, is a, a, a contractor. And so he goes, primo, this tile... This tile's beautiful, primo. I could get some stuff on there. We could clean up the grout. Y que esto, que el otro. It got to the point where when we were, because we did a lot of the home renovations. So we're in there and we're taking out these tiles and we're like trying to be careful and everything, mm-hmm. you know? And because my 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 cousin's like, hey, maybe down the line we can make you a patio and it'll be a tile patio. It'll be nice, you know, this and that, right? Man, at the end of the project, we were so tired. We were so spent that we're just like, you know what? Get the tile and get it out of here. Boom. And my cousin, you could just see him. He was just like, no, my tile. (laughs) Take it with you. (laughs) I know. Take it with you. Yeah. So um, going back to talking about, uh, you know, about the price of the house, right? So, yeah, it was in the the low threes, right? But complete fixer-upper. Like, I mean, it was like completely. My My wife was like, I am not staying in this house until we do something windows were broken the bathroom tubs were broken i'm like how do you break a bathtub like what are you doing in the bathroom right um but uh but yeah so with that being said what i'm saying is yeah let's say that you find a a decent house you know mortgage payment 2700 2400 depending on how much you put down right um but let's say you find a house and then you pump in all of this money Let's say you even put a little bit of that on a credit card, right? You're like, hey, you know what? I want to get this, you know, this nice appliances, whatever. But then think about it. Think about how much money you're already having to put into that house just to make it livable. Um, so I've seen a lot of the houses that go up on the market right now. And if they're in the, if they're in the like the low fours, people are like, oh my God, that's a steal. Let's jump on it. But I mean, like a lot of the, a lot of the uh the the money that a lot of the people that work in Salinas, how much they're making, and you're having to pay $2,700 for rent, I think I'll seem like a stat. And those like, you know, there's there's people that are paying up to like 50% of their wages go directly to rent. Yeah. So kind of going back to talking about housing, I mean, like, we need to, we need to do something about this housing stuff, right? Like, yeah. uh, we, we have to do whatever it takes to be able to be creative 
to find solutions for these problems. So is there any idea, particular idea that you think, oh, I've seen these, this could work. I mean, mm. this is like a lending project. Is this, a, a, I don't know, bringing grants for building <laughs> anything that you have seen? This looks good. This looks doable. This We should bring these to Salinas. Um, you know what? I can't say that I, I was a, I was really interested in housing up until, you know, maybe a couple months ago. Right. I mean, it's only been a couple months that now I've been running, but when you, when I think about housing, I mean, I can visually see that there's a problem. Um, thinking about the solution, I think that I have, I have just, um, you know, with the business that I started with the family that I started, I don't think that I've really had too many, too many opportunities to go out and be like, Hey, you know what, let me start researching this, this, this. Right. Um, so, so to be honest with you, I don't think that there's necessarily something that I'm looking at that maybe we could implement here, but I mean, I'm open to like, what, like uh, tiny homes. I mean, like, uh, I mean, like, what, like, uh, single i mean uh, i know i don't i don't know about single family right that's a t that's a that's a tough topic right yeah. but i mean like duplexes apartment complexes like i guess anything that makes sense but i think that at at the at the at the center of it we have to have our constituents and our residents of salinas co-sign on that we have to find out like hey what makes more sense guys let's all have a town hall let's all get involved everybody North Salinas, South Salinas, East Salinas, West Salinas, and find out where the need is and then be able to implement that. I'm still have this map of your district in front of me. And I'm and, 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 oh, so obsessed with maps. No, well, you yeah, know what? Well, and, and you should be. Because I'm from. It, yeah. oh, no, go no, ahead. No, no. Well, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge map. Well, and also I'm thinking of, okay, I see that street. Let me go stand there. What, what, what is what is needed here what do I, again as a citizen basically what i'm i'm seeing your district also includes chinatown um and so i'm wondering if you have not only chinatown but also that that alisal neighborhood we are in old town salinas right now i am like an old town townie this is this is my neighborhood i you know i i love this place but I'm curious if you feel that it's welcoming enough to, to I guess I, I feel like I don't see a lot of people from the east side. But again, this is just feelings. Sure, sure, sure. You know, I'm not standing on the corner saying, what's your zip code? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. um, but I see that, especially Chinatown as well, it has a, such a beautiful history, really. Obviously, it's going through tough times now, but that is a really old neighborhood. But for a long time, it's... It's not a part of it. You know, if I were to be standing at the Steinbeck Center and I wanted to walk over to Chinatown, it would be pretty impossible to do it on foot. Um, so do you, do you have any ideas of how to incorporate that neighborhood back into not just the old town, but into Salinas as a whole? We have a whole neighborhood that's just kind of forgotten. No, you're you're right. I mean, um, I used to have conversations with my uh, with my uncle, and we used to joke around about it. And he, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys knew the the Coca Covana. Copa, I, yeah. Uh, okay. We were you the know, last so... people to put on shows there before uh, they finally sold it to the city. <laughs> yeah, I love the Copa. <laughs> the Copa. Uh, we used to put on and shows. So there. my my uncle would tell me like these 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 stories because. Uh, my grandparents, again, my, my, my grandparents lived here, you know, a couple blocks down from here. So he would tell me about these stories that him and his buddies, and it was like the thing to do. 
They're like, hey, let's go, uh, you know, let's let let let's go out on the town. They would say, you know, and they'd go out there and they did, you know, did the whole rage, right? Yeah. So it was like a hub. It was yeah. Like, it was like lively. It was. I I don't even know if we can say was it kind of like what the downtown feel is now. Exactly. No. From that's again that's the stories I've heard and from my understanding, it's a, a lot of the soldiers from Fort Ord. That's this is where they would come party and yeah, all my aunts and stuff. You know, growing up, like. To this day, that's what they think of where the central party zone is. Like nobody speaks of Main Street. It's coming, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I, I, you know, I, I'm not too sure. I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, how can we incorporate it? I mean, because it's like it's not like east east side if you think about it. Yeah. But then it doesn't feel very South Main ish. Where where when you're in in Old Town Salinas, you're like, oh, I'm in South Main Street. Right? Yeah. Um. You're right. Maybe it's just been its own little island for uh for for a long time. But but let's let's hope that we can liven it up, right? I mean, let's hope that with with some new developers that want to go in there and and bring some good stuff. I mean, you have a you have apartment complexes that are pretty close by. Yeah. Maybe making like some some fresh fruit markets or something like that or you know if there's if there's kids around, maybe maybe una paletería o algo así, you know? I mean, uh, but but I would like to see it, you know, revamped. And and you're right. I mean, it's just been through a lot, right? That yeah. has just been through such so so much in these last couple of years. And and you never want to see any part of Salinas kind of lose its identity. Right. You know, you 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 want it to have those stories. You want it to have that richness, the the history, right? Yeah. Um, when you go to places in the east side, they'll be like, Oh yeah, did you know that this wasn't even here a couple of years ago? And you're like, well, that's just it. That's the history of it. And then when you talk about Del Monte, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, that was Del Monte, you know. And then and then when you talk about, you know, East Alisal, right? Oh, well, it was the Alisal, right? Okay. And then you think about uh, 201 Main Street. It was a, it was like a bank back in the day. Yeah, it was the original, I think, Bank of Italy. There you go. APG Anini, yeah. one, of, one of my business uh, mentors. Or he was dead, but I read, I read his stuff. Speaking of um, trying to revitalize and helping and help struggling entities, whatnot, and you as a business owner, um, what would what should the city or what can the city do to help struggling businesses, especially at this time, and especially to recover after COVID? Oh, because man. we know how that's going. Yeah. Um, so. So yeah, where do where do we start, right? I mean, that's and and business is my passion. Like if you talk to me about business, uh, you know, I just get like this fuzzy feeling inside, and I'm just like, let's talk business, like let's talk numbers, right? Um, so I currently am, uh, you know, I I sit on a on the small on the Salinas City Small Business Task Force, right? And so we meet uh, on a weekly basis. And uh, it's a collaborative effort from people from the chamber, pe small business owners. Uh, I'm there. Um, other people that work for nonprofit organizations, uh, city employees, um, and we all get we all collaborate, and we all talk about things that we're seeing. We all talk about um, the need for PPE, right? We all talk about the 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 um, the importance of funding and money. Um. This is this is one that's really tough though. It's real and I and I and I say it's tough because it's so it's like so close to me. Like it's it's a part of me. And I it's even more because I'm a part of Suba, 
right? So again, we're talking about businesses in in the Alisal. Um, you know, you when you think about Suba, you think of all of Alisal, you think of all of uh, Market, and you think all of Sanborn, right? Sanborn Corridor. Um, up to Akata Plaza. Um, but you think about all of these businesses that are mom and pop shops, right? And you got to think about what is it that they're going through, right? I mean, I know that, uh, you know, everybody's had some type of effect when it came to COVID, right? People are still feeling the effects from it and they're going to be feeling them for, for a while. But um, what could we do to support our small businesses? I mean, um, I'm already in a collaborative effort to try, right? If I could tell you guys, um, well, there's going to be, I believe next week, they're going to be enrolling some information for businesses to be able to get grants, to be able to get uh, you know, more information on, on, on getting loans. I know that that's already been coming out, right? But the city is going to be, um, is going to be starting to take applications. Uh, for this. So I think creating more opportunities for our small businesses to get the support that they need and realize that not every every business is similar, right? Maybe your business has two employees. Maybe your business has five employees. Maybe it has 25 plus employees. But I think that constantly making sure that we have groups, kind of like the one that I'm a part of, that we're, we're, we're making there a collaboration so that we can talk about the issues that are facing them and find out how to get more support. Because I'll tell you, um, there's a lot of businesses that are struggling. I mean, you think about the hair, the, 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 the hairstylist. I mean, they're like, we have, and we have so many hairstylists yeah. in East Salinas. Like we have so many yeah. hairstylists in East Salinas. And then think about the swap meet. The swap meet was closed for quite some time. And I mean, you go to East Salinas and we have like five, six swap meets, you know? So it's like, um, I mean, it was just tough to see all of these businesses closing and then now they're opening and then they have to close one more time and then they get to open, but now it's with restrictions. And I think that us as a city though, we really need to be a little bit more sensitive to that fact, right? How much money do these businesses bring into our community? But not just about the money, but think about it. That small business owner, that might be your neighbor. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that, that small business owner might be your cousin, your tia, your tío. And so I think that, that, that we need to make sure that we're doing everything we can because they're the ones that are the most affected by it. I mean, how many businesses are going to go under? I mean, I don't know if you guys remember the chocolate dipper. I mean, was here forever. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I always remember the chocolate dipper around fundraising time. Like we would get our 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 candy apples from there, and now I mean they closed they closed up shop. Yeah, you know T N A Cafe. I don't know if you guys ever ate at T N A Cafe on Spreckles. Yeah, oh, I love that place. Oh man, it was good. I mean, mm -hmm. now they're on they they went out of business too. That's terrible. So I mean, like there is and and y lo que falta. I mean, like uh, this is this is still we haven't even seen it. But to but to go back to answering your question is what can we do? I mean, we got to do everything we can to try to help out these businesses because they're definitely suffering and they can definitely use the help and. I mean, streamlining businesses, uh, 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 streamlining, um, you know, these processes and things like that, permitting processes, that's what we got to do. 
sometimes there's too much red tape, you know, sometimes there's, there's too many hoops you have to go through. If you would have asked me when I started Tortas al Cien, like everything I had to go to, there was literally times where I would get out of one office, you know, the, the, the uh, finance, the financing place here next, the permitting place. And I would literally just stand there sometimes. And I would just like, I just close my eyes and I'd be like, okay, whatever I have to do, I got to get it done. Like I have to get it done. I don't have a choice, but it, it, it was just, it felt like I had, it felt like I had to do so much effort. And these people were just sitting across the table from me and they were just like, okay, now you got to do this, this, and this. And now you got to do this, this, and this, but you got to do this first. And then you got to do that first and then come back. And then, and I understand it. There's a process to everything. But what I'm saying is hopefully we could streamline some of these processes and really know what the business owner has to go through just to be able to conduct business. I mean, look at people are are, are taking out um, chairs and, and tables right now every single day. They're yeah. having to pay their staff just to get there early to take out the tables, take out the chairs, uh, 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 create a new menu that is now digital or that it can be disposable. Think about all that money that they're sending. And then on top of that, they still have to uh, pay another permitting fee from the city. You know, yeah. Well, that actually kind of segues pretty good into uh, my next question here. As you, like you just mentioned, you've been through the ringer when it, it comes to starting a, um, a business here in Salinas. Uh, what is one thing that you wish the city would have offered that you think would have made it a simpler process other than that streamlining that you sure, obviously sure. just mentioned? What is one thing that you're like, man, this little thing was took me a week or something, but they would have just had it online um so i kind of want to tell you a little bit uh you know about one thing that still hasn't um that i still wish could get done right um so when i first started tortas al cien i was like okay we're gonna be in the, the 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 food festivals we're gonna be in local farmers markets uh we're gonna be you know in that in that space right and so then i said well maybe down the line I will buy a food truck or a food trailer, and then I will, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sell on like a street vendor, right? On, on, in, in the Alisal. And I could only think of one place I wanted to be when I opened up my food truck. I wanted to be in the east side. Like I was like, hey, dude, I want to be, I want to be like that place where you're like, hey, it's two in the morning. We just got out of, you know, we just got out of the bars or whatever, going back home. And, you know, hey, let's go stop and get some tortas or let's stop and get some tacos, whatever, you know. And so I wanted to be a a street vendor. But then when I went to go try to pull a, uh, a permit to be a street vendor. They're like, okay, we could put you on the waiting list, and I'm like, oh, great, cool. You know what? What you know? What's on the waiting list? And then she goes, uh, you're 52 on the waiting list, and I go, oh, okay, 52. I go, uh, okay, so there's only 52. She goes, oh, I'm sorry about that, and she and I'll never forget this, and I tell the same story all the time, and then she starts laughing, and she goes, oh, I'm I'm sorry, no, 252, and like I just literally I like stopped, and I was like, so there's. 252 people in front of me and she goes yeah we only have i think it was like at that time like anywhere from 30 to 50 at one time you can have the permit to be in salinas Mm -hmm. so when you see the kioscos and you see the volcans and you see the the marisco places know that they are a few out of the only x amount that the city can have so to kind of like what you were what you were asking is that is something that when I heard that, I was like, 
wow, the only place that I wanted to start my business and to be able to offer food was in my city of Salinas. I wanted to be here and I wanted to be on the east side. And now that that that's something that can't be done. Now, I've been I've been hearing some rumbling about that they might let uh you know uh, kind of lax it a little bit or you know they might change it a little bit but I mean that sounds like 252 sounds like opportunities to get taxes <laughs> yeah sounds like your first project you want to just like let's change the laws around here right could yeah. it could be I mean not That's giving so you ideas weird. or anything like that but but I'll never forget how she laughed and she just like looked at me and she even like was just like oh, I'm sorry 252 and and like everything from me was just like it felt like she just took it from me she's just like yeah you know you you tell that story and it reminds me of um many stories that i've heard from people who get really frustrated at the way city government works i mean government in general that they want to have something done and they don't know what it's like and then when they finally get the courage to go to get a permit or, um, you know, try to process X, Y, or Z, and then they're told, uh, yeah, this is how much red tape you have to cut, then, and they get discouraged, and then they end up hating the government. And it's it's kind of a sad thing because there's not an explanation for it. Like, why do you only allow 30 people? What's, what's the rules what's the what's the what is it behind it and i know government is can be very bad at explaining why they work the way they do yeah. i mean in addition to a lot of things but yeah, i know and you know what i think that what i had to do at that point was that i mean i've had to i've had to jump over a lot of obstacles growing up like you know um my wife tells me sometimes she goes orlando the thing you don't understand is that you are resilient like that is some that is one of your qualities right there that you are resilient. So whenever you have you have all you're like okay I'm gonna go for it I'm gonna give it all I got you go for it and it it didn't pan out the way you did you you go back and you're like okay but what didn't I do right that time? You start playing around with it and then you're like okay let's try it again. So let's go back in there. So okay I didn't have the signature on this spot I needed to have it. Let me go take the city back their piece of paper. No, you had to go here first. Okay, let me get my piece of paper. Let me go back to the county clerks. Let me go get the, you know, the 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 uh, DBA or whatever it is, or the LLC or whatever they want. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, but but you're and 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 you hit the nail on the head though. How many business owners have gone gun ho, took a second loan out on the mortgage, took out all of their four hundred one k money. And I'm going to invest into this business. They invest into that business only to come and find out that it wasn't as easy as they thought it would be. And the city, uh, to them, the way they feel is that the city doesn't want to see them succeed. And it can feel like that. I mean, it can feel like that. It could feel like, well, I'm going to be bringing you in retail sales tax or I'm going to be bringing you in uh, more money for your for your budget to contribute. Why don't you work with me? And the question is, well, why don't we work with them? Now, that's been my, yeah. Like, do you, is there currently a, like a economic development task force or something within the city? I wonder. I'm that's sure. A good question. We should, we should start one if there isn't, right? Right. Well, <laughs> I, I, look on the county level, I know they cut the economic development department. That was one of the ones, and they're like, 
just like it, it makes no sense. But um, well, Pacaro, saying maybe. along those, yeah, yeah Pacaro does Pacaro great CDC, job. right? Yeah, they do a great job. Oh, they're dude, like they're, they're the only ones that, that oh, do yeah. that. Carmen and, and and them out there, oh, they they do such good work. To to stay kind of along that that same topic, do you think currently that the city is doing enough to support its businesses as they struggle with figuring out how to live in the times of COVID? Um, see that, see, I, the good thing is that I have a lot of friends at the city. Um, so I trust and I, 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 I think that they've been doing the best job that they can do. But the type of person that I am is I am a person that always thinks that we can do better. I mean, I always think that we can do better. Even even when I have given something my best shot, uh, I'll give you an example, just to give you an example, right? It's like when I make a torta, right? And I'm trying out this new torta and I'm like, and you're lit- making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, uh, we'll be in the truck, right? Sometimes and we'll be like, all right, let's, let's, let's get creative guys. And so you're trying out that torta, right? And then there's three people in the truck and they're like, oh man, that's bomb. You know, that's so good. All oh, the flavors. And then I'm tasting, I'm looking at, I'm like, it's missing something. And they're just like, what do you mean that it's good? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just, it's just missing that it factor. Let's add, let's add lime. Let's add some more chile. Let's add, you know, whatever it might be. Let's put more vegetables, whatever it is. Right. So I, I, I just have that approach at me. And, and, and even my wife, sometimes she's just like, oh, my goodness, seems like you're never happy. And I'm like, I just always want to be pushed to be better. So if it, I, I feel like the city, the city is doing the best job that they can because nobody knows how to how to handle this COVID problem. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows how to. Let's no. let me switch gears a little bit away from COVID and yeah. to a topic that oh that kind of was raging throughout the summer, and the topic is um somewhat linked to the black lives matter movement because you know there was a lot of activity here in the city in the entire county a lot of young people very fired up wanting to see changes in the um in the way um police departments operate and i don't know if you've seen that there's a um there was there's a program in oregon called cahoots that has some money to operate um independent units so they assist people that are in crisis they're not the police department they're um, just independent units that can give assistance to homeless people or people who are having an episode drug episode or not uh, it is being deemed very a successful program and the voices of monterey bay my colleague joe Livernois put together a proposal called react that would take money um from whichever um, agency wants to use that money to put together a pilot program that would do something similar. The goal would be to relieve the burden from police department that sometimes are very overburdened with this type of calls that perhaps is not really um, the, their their job. I mean, like th- there's really been a lot of work placed in, in police officers. So maybe this is something that can be handled differently. So and 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 take and take some funds from other departments to fund something like this. Have you heard about this program? And what do you think about it? So I haven't heard of the program, and it sounds interesting. It sounds interesting. My wife is a therapist, 
So, um, you know, when, when you're talking about, you know, any types of things that have to do with psychology and all of that stuff, I mean, me and her have great conversations, right? And so I think that anything to take a little bit of the burden off of the police, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're using our police to, to make us safe. Well, I guess <laughs> to, to keep us safe from the bad guys, right? But if there's a person that's having a, a, a psychotic episode, and there's people that are trained specifically to how to handle them, then then why wouldn't we get a person that's specifically trained? It'd be like sending a uh it'd be like sending a uh a, a fire a firefighter, or it'd be like sending a police officer to put out a fire, right? I mean, like, it, is that's what I understand you saying that these are these are professionals that are trained to be able to handle situations like that. So yeah, I I I I mean, if what I'm hearing sounds pretty good, I mean, I would definitely like to look into it more because I don't know too much about it. But if we can get professionals that are trained to be able to help somebody that is in crisis mode, heck yeah, I want I want a trained professional. I I I would want a a therapist talking to somebody that feels a little depressed, you know, like so um so yeah. To add, the short answer, I think is is yes. I I I. I would more than than be willing to look at anything that that would assist our community in getting the right services that they need. So, I'm sure Joel Leverner is gonna be happy to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm doing it right. Um, so I'm I'm curious if uh, growing up. What what did you who did you look up to? What inspired you? What what made who did you think were great leaders? And again, that might have created what you are today. Um, I like that. I like that question, and 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 it's a good question because um, I have found myself not really having somebody that I necessarily looked up to. There was one, you know. You know when when we were kids and they'd be like, "Hey, what do you want to do when you grow up?" right? And and I never had an answer. I was like, "I don't I don't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up." But one thing I always and I always tell my wife this, I go, "You know one thing that I always wanted to be, I just wanted to make lots of money so that my family didn't have to struggle." Mhm. And for me that was important. It was important to do whatever I could do to make sure that the time where I got married with my wife and my kids, we would never have to have that feeling of mommy, mommy, I want this. I want this. And, and, and being like, Hey, is that, do you want it or do you need it? You know? And if you're old school, I'm sure that your mom's like, okay, do you, you want it? I get it. But do you need it? No. Okay. Put it back and let's go. Right. Not saying that I'm going to give my daughter like, like everything she asked for. Right. Because we have to work for everything. But I think that now, now, like, you know, at my age that I am now, I find myself looking up just to both my mom and my dad, right? And and maybe I was thinking about that when I was growing up, but never really realized it until now. Um, so, I mean, my dad, right? My dad's been a landscaper. My dad came to the United States when he was 18 years old from um, Guanajuato, Mexico. Beautiful place, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he tells me these stories about when he was traveling through the desert 
And this one that he's always says, he goes, yeah, I thought I was going to die. Like I was super dehydrated, hadn't had water. It was like, like I, I literally was starting to see things. I thought I was going to die. And then I think about, it, I'm like, man, all I had to do was go to school when I was, when I was like, you know, like in my teens, you know, all I had to do was, was worry about that. And I, I hear stories about everything that him and his brothers had to go through. I mean, there was like, what, like eight, 10 of them. I mean, I got tons of uncles and tons of aunts. Right. Um, and so looking at all the hard work, you know, that, that he did working seven days a week, he was, he came to this, this, uh, this country, didn't know English. Um, you know, I think he was like up to the third grade in, in, in Mexico or something like that. And, uh, and, and being as successful as he was able to do. Right. And, uh, and then seeing my mom too, you know, uh, my dad was working all the time. So my mom was out there busting, you know, doing, doing what she had to do. It was me and two other, my brothers, you know, growing up. Uh, three boys imagine that right a lot of energy and then one of them had a lot of energy <laughs> one of them was always getting you know called uh hey come and pick up your son he's been suspended again for a week hey get you know orlando said this orlando did that and so i think that what was important to me too you know and not to kind of go in a different direction Oz, but uh one of the things that that i thought was important to for me too was really making sure that i'm relatable Right. I want I want to make sure that there's a there's some little, you know, brown kid out there, you know, on the east side. It's like, hey, you know what? This dude just this dude had the same upbringing that I did. You know, he you know, he he had parents that, were you know, worked all the time, you know, didn't have too much resources when they were growing up. And look at him. He's married, has a kid, bought a house, has a business. And now he's running for city council. Like and 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 the thing about running for city council is because I think the business has made me realize how much I love my community, how much I care about my community, and yeah, I'm a little biased because I, the East Side is where I, I was born and raised and where I bought my house, right? But I love Salinas. I love Salinas as a whole, and for me, it was important for us to have people that are more relatable, so that more people could get involved. If I came in a suit and tie here to this interview, I'm sure I would have been like, oh, man, you know, there goes another politician. But no, nah, I'm in sneakers and, you know, just got a baseball hat on and stuff. And so I want to be more relatable because it the the thing that got me real fired up was when we came out in the in the uh, in the the USA Today articles. Right. So mm -hmm. it's a national it's an it's a national paper. Right. OK, yeah. cool. So we did that. Cool. Right. But when people started coming and they're just like, hey, you know what? Like you're you're my inspiration and i'm just like what what are you talking about inspiration who the heck can i inspire right but they're just like but the article was on latino entrepreneurs so now i knew that this thing was bigger than me like this thing wasn't about the well in a way it was kind of about tortas al cien but in a way it was kind of like Hey, dude, this dude's a, a latino entrepreneur mm, and, part and of check a bigger out, movement yeah and check out what they're doing right so um, so to answer your question, I didn't really have too many people that I really looked up to, like as a kid, like, like growing up, I never even knew what I wanted to do. I just knew that I didn't want to struggle. I knew that I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel that feeling, you know, of, of, of wanting something and not being able to have it. Mm -hmm. And then now that I can, you know, gracias a Dios, now that I can, I can, I can have whatever I want if I really wanted it. Right. And now I don't want anything. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I, my, my wife goes, Orlando, I'm buying you some new shoes. I'm like, 
why do I need new shoes? She goes, because yeah. you've had those for like, but I'm like, I don't know if you guys remember this. We'd get a new pair of shoes every school year. Yeah. That's that's how we grew up. I mean, you know, I didn't have a bunch. Of, I didn't have clo- a closet full of clothes. Yeah, I was just talking to to my husband yesterday about how growing up, all I had was probably two pairs of shoes all the there time. And that was it. You know, now you have 20, 30 and the kids have 10, 15 and they have so much stuff. And and uh, we spoil them too much. So <laughs> there was a couple of things that you said that really um, um, that I have I've been curious about ever since you, we started com- the conversation. And you mentioned age. You've been mentioning age a couple of times. So I want to uh-huh. know how old you are you because you're saying the age I am, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And also um, about being young. And I we noticed there's a lot of candidates in the city. A lot of them are young and several happen to be Latino, which is a big difference because right now we only have. I, uh, I want to think, well, there's only two Latinos in city council right now, right? Correct me if um, I'm wrong. So it's Tony Barrera's up there right now. Yeah, and Gloria de la Rosa. And Gloria de la Rosa. And, and from what I heard, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know too much about Tony Viegas. He's not Latino. But he's not Latino, no, right? He okay. doesn't claim himself to be Latino. So it's only two. So, yeah. Your so last uh, name says otherwise. So that's, um, <laughs> that's, so that's two. I mean, two. And there, But we have so many candidates right now. So tell me about that. Tell me about being young, baby, a Latino candidate at a time where there seems to be a lot of energy to want to be running for office? So um, I'm 31 years old, um, and I am, uh, again, being Latino, I think is important. I mean, but but think about the odds of having somebody up there that is Latino when I think it's, what, like 78 or 80% of Salinas is, you know? So and that's I'm, why it's remarkable. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and I think that, again, what really pushes me is, now, I can take out a stat sheet, right? And if you guys want to talk about numbers and uh, this is how many projects were supposed to get done 20 years ago and and you guys want to talk about how many, uh, you know, how many people could fit in this structure and 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 decimals and, and, and billions and millions and stuff, right? But we have to remember, let's get back to the basics. If we represent the constituents and we have a lot of people talking about all of this stuff that the constituents aren't saying... And that kind of tells you something that we have to get back to the basics. We have to get back to the people that are the taxpayers. And if Salinas is young, remember I told you 30.2 years old, right? So if we're talking about a young Salinas, then we need to have council members that represent Salinas. We have to have people that can relate to what it's like to be a first-time homebuyer. Or, or what's it like to move out of mom's house and to get your first apartment? What does that feel like? You know, because I remember when I got my first apartment, I was scared. I was like, I don't know where I'm at. You know, I, I don't, you know, I have to pay rent again in 30 days. How the heck am I going to do that? You know, I, got, I have to pay gas, I have to pay my insurance. But how do people do it? Like, how do how do people that, that have gone away to college, right? So you go away to college and, and now you're going to get a, a, you know, and, and again, my, my wife has all of the above, right? But I mean, so you're going to go out there, you're going to get a BA, you're going to get a man, you're going to get this and that and all this stuff. And then you come back home and it's like, one, you can't find a job and then, or, or two, you can't afford to live here. So then what happens? And anybody that has heard me in any of these forums, I say the same thing all the time. My dream is for our residents to be able to work in Salinas and live in Salinas. That, to me, is the dream. Because thankfully enough, 
me and my wife, we get to live here and we get to um, work here. And I don't want I don't want everybody going moving down to King City. I don't know if you guys remember a couple years ago, everybody was moving to Fresno and then everybody was moving to Madera. And then there was a couple friends that were moving to Gilroy. Oh, and then Soledad, right? Remember that? And Greenfield. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I just I, I, I think, t- again, to me, what I would like to see is I would like to see a younger city council. Not to say that the people that are on there are are old. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I would like to see even younger because the the things that are relatable to me at 30 years old to the people that are coming up and and creating families now are, are more relatable now what if we get like um and just an example just for the sake of example we get like a 75 year old right a retired person that's you know has lived life do you think that that 75 year old is going to know what it's like to go to school and get your first apartment do you think that he's going to be able to relate to what it's like to do that in 2020 or 2021? I think it's important. I think it's really important that we see more leaders that that look like us to entice us to be like, if I go out, if I go out on the street, they'll be like, hey, what's up, Orlando? Hey, what's up, Torto Sartian? Hey, what's up? You know, and, and I'm just a normal person. So that's what I like. I want to be able to rally people around and be like, hey, we can do this. You know, you don't have to use all these big words in these interviews. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to play the part like if you're something that you're not. I go, go out there and have an open mind and be interested to where Salinas is going. And and so that's why I think it's so important that at my age, um, we are getting more involved. So, so yeah, that's that's a little bit about the topic. Yeah. Well, thanks for the answer. That's yeah, great. No so if... Uh, a resident of D- District Four. If they elect you, what what can they expect from their new city council member? Um, they can they can expect the person that's going to work hard for them. They can expect a person that's going to do the homework for them. They can expect a person that will make sure that we are staying true to them. Something that uh, a lot of people tell me is that they go. Hey, well, good thing you didn't get all that really, those really big paychecks, you know, good thing that you didn't, you know, you didn't, uh, you know, uh, seek certain uh, people's approvals. You're doing everything on your own. You are doing everything grassroots. All of the paychecks that I've gotten, they've all been from, from, from small, from very small sources. You know, I, I think I got a couple $25 checks in there, a couple $50 checks in there, you know? So for me, I get to go in there. And I mean, the only person that I have to 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 respond to, the only person that I have to uh, report to is my constituents. And I think that that's important. That's the way it should be. I mean, that's the way it used to be. And so that's 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 to me, they'll they can expect a person that's honest, hardworking, motivated. And it is really, um, I would say. Uh, invested in that community because again I didn't move out to you know Soledad when the, the houses were great out there I didn't I didn't get my stuff and leave and go somewhere else you know when my when my wife you know graduated school no nah, we 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 got a house that is literally two blocks two uh, uh street blocks uh down the street from where I grew up so um they'll get somebody that is is real 
somebody that's down to earth, somebody that you can approach at. If you see me, you know, at uh, at Cultura Hidalgo right here on the east side. If you oh, see, I just ate there today. What do you think? So good. Oh my god, I love them. That's like you. So that's good. hard to die for. Oh, you know what, Ramon so and them. I mean, they're just they're cooking up some some straight yeah. fire mm-hmm. out the there. The food is so good. really good. So, it's really one of the best restaurants in Salinas. Oh yeah, it really is. Free, yeah, no, free really advertisement, is. you guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> no, 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 well, I just I just say that because. If you catch me, you know, at, at, you know, at the carneceria, you know, getting some meat for one of our events or, or for, for the day or, or, or wherever it is, Cardenas, the swap meet, right? If you catch me at one of those places and you're like, hey, what's up, Orlando? I'm like, hey, what's up? What's going on? You know, um, people know where to find me. Uh, people know that I'm approachable. So that's what they'll get, Oz. They'll get they'll get somebody that is 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 somebody that's willing to have that conversation, because like I said, I mean, uh, we can dodge and weave those hot those those hot topics, you know, uh, but I really think that I have a willingness to work with all sides, because if you see my network of people that I know, like if I were to even start telling you of the people that are my friends. You would be like, how the heck are you friends with this guy? And how are you friends with that guy? And I love that about me. And people really are starting to enjoy it about me because, again, I am I I got to we, we have gotten to where we're going because of all the hard work. I talk to you. I let you know I'm, I'm up at 630 in the morning dropping off literature. You know, I'm, I'm staying late at night, you know, researching things. And, um, and so for me, uh, I think just a genuine person and, and hardworking person. And, and I think that the, that, that, that Salinas is, is, that's what Salinas is. I mean, who in Salinas doesn't work hard, right? Like, I mean, yeah. like, that's, that's who we are. That's, that's for in our, sure. Yeah. That's in our identity. So they'll get yeah. somebody that's willing to work for them. And, and again, I don't have any responsibilities to anybody just to, and, and, and I feel like even that person that gave me a 10, that $10 check. I'm going to be right there for when they need me. So that's great. They're like, that's why I gave you that check. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I gave you that check. Yep, exactly. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much for being. I think we've pretty much um, asked all the questions we wanted to ask you, unless yeah. there's something else you we haven't asked you and you want to add. Your last words. My last words, huh? Well, again, thank you guys so much for even considering me uh, to be here. Um, I know me and Oz, you know, we were at a mixer. What was it last year, Oz? Or was it the year before that? Might have been at this point yeah, the year before. Yeah, 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 this year has been so weird. Yeah, I think it, it was the year maybe, before. Yeah, it was either, it was either before it's or Monterey Peninsula after. Young Professionals Mixer. There we um, go. Yeah, and that was the... Yeah. And we've been trying to get together since then. Um, but I mean, uh, it, I'm glad it was now um, on a different on a different uh, uh, podcast. We'll have to talk about uh, the tortas because I mean, yeah, this one was a little bit different. And obviously, we I'll say, well, you have to bring some if we're going to talk about because I'm yeah, going to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, them and true, be hungry. Um, but yeah, we I definitely want to want to have that conversation. But this one was also very important. Yeah. I think this series is very important. And I, I thank you for for doing this and, and I, i'm sure our listeners thank you as well yeah. like i said we have a younger demographic and we're trying to motivate them to to become active in the in the political world because especially locally like i said when the president makes a decision it does affect us but locally when they raise the parking rates downtown it affects us a lot more so um 
we should definitely try to be active. And the ballots dropped this week. So guys, start researching your topics, your candidates. Um, Wait until the series is over so you can hear everyone. Oh yeah, or, people are gonna binge. Or yeah. or you can you can check mark that 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 little box right there next to Orlando Sorno for District Four. Remember that that uh that that I, I'm a hard worker and uh and, and I'm somebody that's definitely trustworthy. So um so I'll just leave you not with that, that he's biased or anything. Yeah, like that. yeah, not that I'm biased, but I've just I just I mean I can only talk about myself. Right? All right. Well, thanks again for talking about yourself for being a part of this series and uh Thanks again, Oz, for being such a great host. Yeah, thank you. And we'll see y'all next time.